Hello and welcome to Pod Be With You. I'm Aaron here with a devotional for today. The scripture that inspired this devotional comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 9. Jesus sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and put it among them. And taking it in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. What motivates a modern nun? This was the title of a recent article in the Wall Street Journal, and it's a revealing title, at least as I read it. The author spends some time with a new group of sisters taking their vows. And while the article is insightful and even-handed, the title seems to convey the barely constrained incredulity with which the non-religious examine the lives of the deeply religious, a mix of curiosity and distance. What motivates a modern nun? You can almost hear the question behind it. Why would anyone do something like that in this day and age? Eight women in their 30s kneel at the altar of the Basilica of St. John the Evangelist in Stamford, Connecticut. It's a hot morning, August 6th of 2015, and these women, in blue habits and white veils, are taking their vows as members of the Sisters of Life. The Sisters of Life are a relatively recent order, founded in 1991. Cardinal O'Connor, who founded this order, had visited Dachau, the site of a Nazi death camp, and it led him to found this order of sisters who would vow to protect the sacredness of every human life. This means the sisters take the traditional vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience and add to it that particular mission, a vow to hold life sacred and serve the suffering. And this means in daily life, taking in expectant mothers and mothers with infants who have nowhere else to go. Often it means helping to raise children who would not exist if the mother did not have a safe place to go. In addition to the traditional practices, hours of daily prayer, other community duties, it means getting up in the night with nauseous mothers and screaming infants. It means setting aside what you might prefer in the moment to do what needs to be done. And it means, for some, setting aside lifelong plans and dreams to help make other lives possible. It means a life of true servanthood, born of devotion, born of discipleship. There's a presumption I've heard floated quietly from time to time that women who join convents often do so because they have no other real prospects in every sense. It might not be said out loud, but the suspicion often lies beneath the surface that these women were destined for the margins of society anyway, so this wasn't a bad option. The implication being that they really didn't give up much to follow this life. The author puts a version of that question this way. What could lead a personable young woman from a happy family to give up everything especially at a moment when women have never had as many opportunities before them. Which seems to say, well, I could understand it better if they were not pleasant, or if they came from a broken family, or if women didn't have other options. But why would they do this as healthy, functioning individuals with other options? And then, as if to impress upon us the intended sincerity, he adds, it's a reasonable question. 
And perhaps it is. These women are young, beautiful, intelligent, articulate. And moreover, they are joyful and exuberant, filled with peace that they are in the right place, doing what they are meant to do. All this having said no to a life that most of us have chosen. So how could such a thing happen in this day and age? What motivates a modern nun? The disciples in this story have chosen to follow and live alongside Jesus, but still have a lot to learn about what makes a faithful life. Moment by moment, they have a new confusion, a new mistake, a new blind spot, and as they are cajoled and corrected, we learn something too, something new about the way of discipleship even in this day and age. The foundation of discipleship, of course, is allowing yourself to become a disciple of something. It is to agree to follow something, to allow someone to lead you. This is always the first question, because we are always led by something. We are always following something, consciously or unconsciously. Ego, intellect, culture, other people's expectations. In all this mess of influence, what will we allow to lead our lives and why? Around what will we shape our lives? Of what will we become a disciple? As our author says of the Sisters of Life, this way of being is so countercultural it almost feels un-American. In a nation, he says, founded upon the God-given right to the pursuit of happiness, these sisters vow to put the happiness of others before their own. And then his most insightful moment, the author says, the vows they make today and the rings they received as a sign of those vows isn't about no. It's about a radical yes. An echo of the assent given more than two millennia ago by a Jewish girl in Nazareth. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done to me according to thy word. Which is to say they have pledged themselves to follow in the footsteps of Mary and dedicate themselves to a timeless way of life, an ancient obedience, a discipleship. Amidst all the wondering about what would motivate someone to sacrifice so much, the real truth, it's not about no, it's about yes. Have they said no to a lot of things? They have, but it is so that they could say yes to something extraordinary. Over and over, Jesus will tell his disciples the same thing, that they will have to leave behind much of what they've known if they are to say yes to him. To be a disciple is to be bound to something beyond yourself, to say no to things that get in the way of your greatest yes. And you only start by starting. Start small and grow. Serve someone else because your teacher told you so. And I don't mean me. Serve someone else, even if it means setting something else aside to make it possible. Because to be a disciple is to know what motivates you. To be a disciple is to know when it is not only about you. To be a disciple means to know who leads you. And to follow with the faith that you will be changed. And you will change the world. Thanks be to God. Amen. I offer for you this prayer for today, which comes from the Iona community. Holy One, 
because you have promised to hear us and are able to change us and are willing to make our hearts your home, we ask you to confront, challenge, forgive, and encourage us as you know best. Then let us cherish in our hearts that which we proclaim with our lips. Goodness is stronger than evil. Love is stronger than hate. Light is stronger than darkness. Truth is stronger than lies. Amen. Thank you for spending this time with us today. Have a blessed day.